The word bonita means beautiful, but it's also a synonym for love. My name is Viviani Aires. I am a licensed esthetician, massage therapist, makeup artist, wellness practitioner, and the founder of Viviani Aires Skin Wellness Facial Studio here in Philadelphia. Today and always, I invite you to be bonita. When you are surrounded by community and encouragement, I believe that you can truly become and embody the beauty that is already inside of you, no matter your age or background. My hope is that this podcast will be that community and encouragement for each and every listener. Get comfortable, Bonita, because with a little help from industry experts, we are going to share one-of-a-kind conversations about skincare, self-care practices, wellness, and so much more that will leave you feeling overwhelmed with self-confidence, self-awareness, and self-acceptance, and most importantly, powerful. So together, let's be Bonita. Oi, Bonita. Welcome back to the Be Bonita podcast. My name is Viviani Aires, and I am your host. Today's episode is a solo episode. I feel like I just want to share a little bit of who I am outside of what you see on my, my digital presence. So you have an understanding who I am. And so I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. So I already know my name, right? Hopefully you know my name. It's pronounced Viviani. Uh, a lot of Americans call me Vivian. Got to the point now that I don't correct people unless they ask me how I pronounce my name. So it's Viviani. I'm from Brazil. I was born in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and I moved to Bahia, which is my mother's uh, home state, fitted Santana, Bahia, which is northeast of Brazil. And uh, we moved from Sao Paulo to Bahia. I was 11. And I grew up with, surrounded with my grandmother, which is my mother's mom, which has a big influence in my life. And growing up, my mom and dad worked a lot. We had a very small business back home. But before that, <laughs> small business, my father lost his job back in Sao Paulo. And so that's why we moved to Fitted Santana. And now my mother is the bread maker and she was selling pastries door to door. So we had food at home and clothing and all of that. My grandmother also, you know, just very um, humble and had enough just to cover her means and her grandkids. And my mother now has three kids, myself, my brother, my sister. And so she, because she was, she's, she is still crafty, she just kind of didn't think about it. She just started just creating things and selling. And eventually we were able to, years later, we were able to open um, like a food truck at that time. A very humble food truck. Now you see fancy food trucks here in the U.S., but it was a very humble one. And in that food truck, eventually my mom was able to support us. And eventually my father got a job in a school, a private school in Fitted Santana, where I had the scholarship to go to that private school, which was a very good experience for me. 
And at school, I had a lot of identity crisis being a black Brazilian among white Brazilians. I just felt like I always was the other. <laughs> you know, I loved the boys and they didn't really like me because I didn't look like them. I was the friend that was funny and that I was cool to hang out with, but not to date. So at that time, I was having some some identity like issues. Like I felt like I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't accepted enough. And back home, mom and dad was fighting because my father was a very heavy alcoholic. He was very abusive uh, verbally and physically because he was an alcoholic. So I grew up within a toxic dynamic, which affected you know most of my life. And thanks to therapy, uh, I'm doing pretty good now. <laughs> I love my father. I love my mother. I needed to do a lot of forgiveness and self-compassion for years. And um, they just did what they knew based on what they had at that moment in time. Uh, Mom and dad still alive. They still in Brazil. And uh, my father now is 15, 16 years sober now, I believe. I have a very good relationship with my father. We had a... Um, coming to Jesus moments within a few years so he could understand why I behaved the way I behaved. I was rebelling against what I experienced around me. My family has that tough love, you know, a lot of love and a lot of I told you so and, and beating at that time. But, you know, I think that a lot of uh, immigrants, immigrant parents, they pretty much think the same way. As I talk to my immigrant friends, their experiences are at times pretty similar to mine when it comes to raising kids. So as the oldest of three, I left home first. And I left home when I, I lived in Italy and uh, Milan. I had a, an opportunity to to go to Italy to do modeling work, but at that time... I was going to work in this Brazilian restaurant as a hostess and the headquarters was in Milan and the second location was supposed to open six months later in Rome. And so they already had this staff, they already had hostesses and so I ended up working in a kitchen as a sous chef. And so I've learned how to cut you know, as a pro, I learned how to function in a very high intense environment. It was a great experience. And I lived in Milan for six six months. And the restaurant, they had an issue with regulation, so they never opened the uh, location in Rome. So eventually I went back to Brazil. I stayed a little longer than my contract and then I ended up going back home. Once you make money in dollars, it's hard to accept what you make in, in reais, which is the Brazilian currency. And in my mind, because of how I grew up in a very tense environment, I always wanted to run away. I wanted to go leave home and just live life outside of that drama. The idea of leaving home always been in my mind. I used to see magazines and just imagine myself just living that life. I played sports in, in high school, so that was that was another outlet for me. I played volleyball. I wasn't as good 
My father was very big in sports, so he, he got me in volleyball, my sister in swimming, and my brother in swimming as well. But my sister really took swimming very seriously. She was a very good swimmer. She was to compete coastal from Salvador Bahia, which is our coastal city, to the islands uh, next to it. So I used to watch her and compete and just admire her being able to do to to compete on that level. And that's one of the things, two things that I regret in life that I didn't learn how to swim like that. And also that I didn't continue my um my lessons in playing uh, to learn a guitar. I love music. I took some lessons to learn a guitar and I, I didn't finish. And I truly regret that because I just freaking love music and I love instrumental music as well. So that's two things that I, that I regret in my life. Other than that, not much. Yeah, I play sports, my brother and sister as well. And then later on, Coming back from Italy, I decided to not go back to the hometown, you know, my mother's hometown, which was, it felt small to me. And especially when I left home for the first time, I just wanted to do more, to do more, to be more. And years later, a friend of mine told me about a cultural group that was going to Japan I did some dancing for, actually, <laughs> so much. I used to do um, choreography in high school. I used to compete aerobics. So I used to choreograph for competition for myself and others. And actually, that's the way I was introduced to house music, to American music. That's one of the ways. I also was introduced to jazz and classic music through my mother's experience back home as a maid. My mother worked with um, a very rich woman. And then she used to play classic music and jazz and R&B. And my mother would come home with, you know, stuff that she didn't want anymore. And she would play those, you know, music and she would just wear like Chanel number five. Whatever her her boss used to get, the leftovers that she would get from her. And so my good taste came through my mother's experience in a very young age. And so I had that within me and I, and I feel like my spirit always searched for something greater than my current environment at that time. And I now had my, my experience in Italy, then Japan, uh, this cultural group, they had an audition to be a part of this, this group as a dancer. As I was trying to say, I, I did some choreography. I, I was very good in, in rhythm. <laughs> One, because I'm Brazilian. Two, because I have a good uh, listening ears. <laughs> That's a good one of the, my, my gifts. So I had fun choreographing, you know, for different people that they were doing aerobics at that time. And in that phase, I was invited. Somebody said, Viviani, there is a um, cultural group that uh, is looking for dancers to go to Japan. And I was like, wow, that is super cool. Let me try it. I already went to Italy. This will be great. And this is, I was 23, I believe. Yeah, 23. So I... Went to the audition, audition and I passed and then now we are getting ready <laughs> to go to Japan. So I passed and a few months later, 
I left and I lived in um, Kojima, Japan, which was close to Okayama. Close meaning like an hour by plane. And so I lived in uh, Kojima for six months. I performed as a dancer, backup dancer as well. <laughs> and I used to play drums, not the traditional drums, but the percussion drums. And that was one of my dreams. I always had this feeling that I wanted to be a performer. I wanted to be a model. And so at that time, I lived one of my dreams where I was on stage. I was giving autographs and everything. People were taking pictures of me. So I was like a you know, baby celebrity in Japan <laughs> for a hot second. And that was a great, it, that was a great experience. And then our contract ended and came back home. And as we were uh, going to, to Brazil, we had to connect through um, LA airport. And as I go through the immigration, I see the American flag. And I said to myself, one day I'm going to be here. And it was like certain that that would happen. And then two years later, I was in U.S., and that is a funny story. I'm going to try to keep it very short. So a friend of mine, again, a different friend, said to me, Hey, Viv, my brother-in-law has a uh, au pair agency, and uh, he is, so he's working with people sending au pairs all over the world to work in like different countries. And I think you're able to to go because you already traveled uh, to a couple countries. And to this day, it's very hard to get a visa to come to U.S. At that time, because I had these two entries, you know, um, stamps in my passport, I was able to get the uh, the visa at, at that time. And so she said that. So she said to me, you know, like you already traveled before, you know, just give me your passport and paperwork. We just signed some things and we will send to the agency and I believe you can get it. And 15 days later, I got the visa. Now it's like, oh my gosh. I'm going to United States of America. So I was super excited. At that time, I actually moved to Salvador. I lived in Salvador and uh, one one bedroom apartment. Actually, I was sharing. <laughs> I was living in one room in this house. It was like a few blocks from Baja, which was a few blocks from the beach. And I used to run in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning. And uh, I used to run. Coming back, I would just walk and then sit by the beach and just sit there, have a, a <laughs> coconut water and just look at the, the ocean and then just imagining you know, my life beyond that horizontal line. And I always believed that there was something else for me. And I uh, always had that with myself. And at times I felt like something was wrong with me because I always, I didn't feel comfortable in myself, in my body, where I was. It was like I was detached from my soul. And of course, I feel like it was based on my experience growing up. So then fast forward, uh, one of the families, I was working as a, in a retail store at that time, Levas, Levas store, which was awesome. That was my first time actually working in retail. And within like three, six months, I was the first, the best, so the most, I was the best um, salesperson. <laughs> 
And that was fun because I love helping people and seeing their happiness and looking themselves like looking good. So that was my thing. And so while I was working retail, I also was taking uh, English class just for fun at that time, English class, because I always love languages. And I used to speak Italian fluently because of my experience in Italy. I learned a little bit of Japanese, but I couldn't understand more than I could speak. And so I always had good years to, you know, for language, for sound. And so, you know, I knew a little bit of English, but I came to this country with very basic English. And so 1999 came to U.S., so I had a family, they chose me to work with them. And at that time, they couldn't afford to have an au pair, to be honest with you. They were late in payment. And they also, as an au pair, you just work for, I think, 28 hours. And then you have to go to school for a certain amount of time to learn the language. And uh, where they live in, in, in PA, it was very far from train station. So it was hard for me to go to, to a school to learn English as a second language. So it was very challenging. And they are they got me to or they were expecting me to do more than what the agency said that I that I, I needed to do. And I just called a friend and I said, hey, can you translate this to them? I don't want to be here. I actually found another job with another family. They were very upset. And I said, no, I'm not going to be here. I don't want to be a slave to, to you guys because basically, one, you're behind paying me. And two, you guys are asking me more than I should be doing. And I had a, f a friend at that time in, in Florida and I told her, hey, can you get me another family because this family is not working. And the funny thing is looking back, it was pretty bold of me to, to walk away from a paying job or a job in another country, not knowing the language and not accepting the little that they were giving to me. And I remember my mom telling me about my great-grandmother, a story about her where she was a runway slave and that she just, I think the, the, the family that she worked with was mistreating her and she just ran away like in the middle of the night. And I unconsciously saw myself in that big house in the backyard, looking up the sky and just thinking about like, man, I don't like this. I'm not going to stay here. And I, I don't want to be here to be treated like I am a slave. <laughs> and so my friend got the family. And so I moved to Florida and I worked with a wonderful family in, in Florida. They had the money. They um, helped me to go to school, take the, the course English as a second language. And uh, eventually they also offer me to stay a little longer with them. And again, as I always, my mother used to say this to me, that I had always had great hands. And uh, I used to kind of massage, you know, the shoulders of uh, the grandmother of the kids that I was taking care of. And she said, you know, Viviani, you are very good with your hands. You should consider to go to massage therapy school. We will help you. We will pay for you to go to school and uh, you can just just be with us and we'll pay 
I don't remember the negotiation, but basically I said, oh, that's awesome. So I, I did a little research and I was like, this sounds interesting. But then again, I'm a rebel. That's my nature. And I was like, nah, I want to learn the language. And there was a year, right? I want to master this language and I want to go back to Pennsylvania. And at that time, while I was here, I already made some friends that uh, uh, they practiced capoeira angola, which was a Brazilian martial art that I, I used to practice in Brazil, more of the regional, which is a slightly different style than Angola. And I became friends with them and we kept in touch and I wanted to come, go back to Pennsylvania, but they lived in Philadelphia. So... I already made my mind to go back to Philly. And so I told the family that I had to go home and uh, that I was, you know, grateful that they made the offer, but I was leaving, you know, after my contract expired. So when it when expired, I went home. And then a few months later, I came back to the U.S., and so I came back to U.S. At that time, I was doing some house cleaning, some babysitting, and then I ended up working in an art gallery. And that was also a, a fantastic experience. At that time, I also met a group of people, and I kind of shared with them the, the whole idea of going to school for massage therapy. And at that time, that friend said, oh, wait a minute, I have a friend who works in a, in a school. Let me get more information about, you know, the course. So then a few weeks later, he got back to me. He said, yes, I will connect you with them and uh, you can go from there. So that's how I end up getting into the whole beauty industry was through massage therapy. And so I learned, I was trained in, uh, as a massage therapist. And right after I was ending my course and uh, I met someone at that time, a massage a mas massage therapist from Brazil, actually. And we were friends and we kind of used to exchange massages. And he said to me, Vivian, you're very good. I have a gig for you. I really need someone to cover my shift at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. And I was like, wait a minute, Ritz-Carlton Hotel? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you cover my shift? And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm I'm, I'm good enough for, for a hotel, like a five-star hotel. And <laughs> he was like, yeah, as you are. And Let's let's do this. Let's do this. So I was like, okay. So I went in all nervous, and they, you know, they showed me where to put my stuff and and get my my uh, supplies to do the massage. And so I cover one shift. I cover another shift. I cut another. I cover another shift. And then later on, somebody got hurt, and I was covering her shift at that time. She never went back. And I eventually became a full-time with the Ritz-Carlton Hotel as a, as a massage therapist. While I was working there at that time, a manager said to me, you know, Viviani, you should consider to go to aesthetic school because then you can perform two modalities, massage therapy and also aesthetics. So then I went and got my, my license. I went to school part-time and studied aesthetics and this LT International School. I don't know if they still opened, but I was doing part-time and part-time I was working. So got my license, became an esthetician, and then now I'm dual, a practitioner. And at that time as well, 
one of the uh, vendors that we carry at, at, at Ritz Carlton had a treatment for me. And she said, Viviane, you're very good. Um, actually, our brand is looking for an educator for the American market. And I think you would be excellent because you can do both. You can do face and body. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you crazy? I can barely speak English. How do you want me to train other people? And so she said, you know, Viviane, you are, we are an international brand. And she's American, but the, the brand is Italian. So she said, we're an international brand. We are, our trainers are international. You will do well. It's hard to find someone that has the, the both talents that you have, you know, a sense of, you know, aesthetic and also body work. So I was like, okay. So I went to, got trained like for 10 days. It was a group of us. I think it was 10 of us. It was myself from Philly and then a few other people from other parts of U.S. And so at that time I was like, okay, I don't belong here. I'm not good enough. It was a lot of pressure, but I finished. And months later I was at New York training estheticians, how to perform the methods and protocols and product knowledge from the brand that I was representing. And really looking back, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> but yeah, I did it. And uh, there was a lot of faking until I make it. And that's, that's a danger zone because you can get lost in that. God always blessed my, my, my path because I always met the right people to give me direction, the, the right direction that I needed in order for me to, to exceed in whatever I was doing. That was that. And we're here today. I am a licensed esthetician, massage therapist, and also makeup artist. Um, I travel nationally, internationally, working with different brands, uh, beauty brands, most of them spa brands, uh, where I was traveling to go to resorts and uh, throughout the United States. I did some international uh, traveling as well. The high peak of my career was to go to St. Regis Hotel in Bora Bora which was amazing. I brought back a tattoo on my calf. <laughs> just, it was just fantastic. It was an amazing opportunity. And then I, I just got tired of traveling. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I want to stay home because I had my son, I had my son 2006. At that time I was traveling and then I was part-time traveling and I was part-time providing services in different, in different spas and also working from home. And then when I had him, I was like, okay, I won't be able to travel for a minute. So I'm going to just find something local. And I worked in a, a spa in Bluebell. And then I heard somebody told me that um, there was a dermatologist in Philadelphia that was looking for a esthetician. So I gave that person my resume to give to uh, the dermatologist and um, someone else that knew me told the dermatologist about me. And so by the time I got a call from her and uh, we set up an interview and she was like, Viviani, how interesting, two 
separate people said great things about you. I'm curious to get to know you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, what a what a crazy time because I read I read her book that was um, Dr. Susan Taylor. I read her book about skin of color, and now this woman, I'm sitting in front of her. To this woman wants to hire me. <laughs> and so that was also another peak in my career. It was a great experience working with Dr. Taylor and Dr. Heath and Dr. Jennifer Davis at that time who was interning for the practice. And so that's what I really got when laser focused with skin of color. I was doing skin all day, every day, like doing rejuvenating treatments and also assisting Dr. Taylor in different visit, visits and getting to know patients' concerns and issues. And I would study on the side. I would ask her questions. So that alone was a, a great school for me. I learned a lot because prior to that experience, I, I mainly worked in spas and resort uh, spas, destination spas or day spas as, a, as an educator and provide services in day spas. But majority of my clients were Caucasian. And so working with a doctor that was specialized in skin and of color was a very, very good experience for me to really understand how to take care of skin of color, especially being a woman of color. So that was a, an amazing experience. So after that, I worked with Dr. Taylor as an also as an educator for her brand at that time. She she was launching um, her own skincare line, and she offered me to do some education for her brand. And the main the main distribution was Sephora. So I traveled training Sephora staff mainly on the East Coast region. And that was also another great um, experience for me because I was working with Sephora as a vendor. So I learned their system, their process, and that it was priceless. So I always been blessed to work with great people and learn great things from them where I implement those things to this day and different things that I do. And so fast forward now, I, you know, I left Dr. Taylor. Then I went to manage a five location spot up in um, Glen Mills. So I did some management uh, management, and also offered services. And uh, that's, that was also a great experience. And then after that, I was like, okay, I don't want to do management anymore. I just want to provide services. And then I was offered another job as an educator. So then I'm traveling internationally and nationally again, part-time and then part-time providing services. So back and forth, 15 years of my career now, almost uh, two decades, but 15 years of my career, always done part-time education, part-time provided services. And then I decided to not travel anymore. And I talked to a friend of mine, if the job that she was working at that time, which was rescue spa, I uh, asked her if she knew if they were hiring. And she said, let me reach out to my manager. So she reached out to her and uh, she said, yeah, they are hiring. So send out your resume. So I sent out my resume. A few days went by and then at that time, it was around Super Bowl weekend. The Eagles had won 
the Super Bowl and was that commotion. And then I said, you know what, you know, Monday, I'm going to stop by and I'm just going to introduce myself and <laughs> just tell them who I am and, and we go from there. And that's what I did. So I get there, the manager see me and she said, oh, I'm so sorry, I haven't got back to you. What are you looking for? Which days are you looking for to work? Um, I heard great things about you. We are in need of an esthetician and we have some opportunities to do, you know, different shifts and all of that. At that time, I was working with one client, one client meaning like a resort up in a five-star resort up in Boston. And I said to the manager, like, I'm still traveling, but I'm looking to to do this full time eventually. So I have a contract with them, with the company that I work with. Uh, I need to support this account for another few months. But eventually I want to work full time with you guys. And so then a few months later, I became full time and I started working at Rescue Spa, which is, was, again, was another great experience. And before I used to work, be the only one or be the leader. And now I am among of amazing estheticians. And there was a method that I had to follow. And it was very challenging for me in the beginning because I'm a freestyler. You know, I'm a chameleon. I had to be creative in my journey to be able to fit in. And so now I am in this structure-based place where I need to follow directions. So it was very difficult for me to get comfortable in the beginning. But that challenge really, it was necessary for me to step up uh, my game. And uh, looking back, I'm very grateful for the experience because... After that experience, it really led me to strive for even more and greater. So after six months, I went laser focus and I was already getting booked up like two months. And then boom, a year and a half later, I won the best esthetician in Philadelphia, which was mind blowing for me. And the funny thing was I had that on my vision board a year before to be recognized as, as a best esthetician in Philadelphia. And then uh, a year later, boom, I have that. So the power of manifestation. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, so many stories to tell, but I wanted to stay here because I don't want to keep you all day here. So I'm saying this story, I'm, I'm sharing this story because my time at rescue was, it was a shifting time for me. It was amazing experience. I've always been blessed to have amazing, mind-blowing experiences. When I look back, they are mind-blowing. But when I went through it, it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so then fast forward is 2020. I gave myself a gift to travel solo to Jamaica. And uh, I met my fiancé now in November of 2019. And so I told him, hey, I have a dream to go to Jamaica. I already bought my airfare and I'm going. Oh, are you going with someone? I said, no, I'm going by myself. So he was like, okay then. So I went to Jamaica. It was amazing. It was a dream come true to me. As I come back, two weeks later, boom, the pandemic hit. 
And now the world stopped. Now what we're going to do, right? So boom. And we got laid off. And now I'm like, okay, what's happening? What I'm going to do? Do I still have a job? As everybody just didn't know where we were going, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Again, like tapping into my creativity, tapping into my resourceful self because of my mother, I thought about doing virtual consultations. And at that time, it was just donation-based only. And a few years previously, in 2015, I was introduced to online business concept. So the whole online digital business concept was has been around for a while. 2011, that's when I bought my first domain name. I got my VivianiItis.com and I also got Bibonita.com. And I used to blog a little bit. I used to, you know, a baby influencer at that time. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was in it. So 2015, I was a part of a, a mastermind and they were talking about like virtual experiences and the Zoom, it was one of the platforms. It was Skype and Zoom. And I was familiar with Zoom because most of masterminds, they were using Zoom at that time, but it wasn't as popular at all. And the funny thing is while I was working, I got into investing stocks, like very basic was a Robin Hood. <laughs> and I have bought some some stocks like Apple, baby stocks from Apple, okay? Like PayPal. And then I bought some Zoom because I was familiar with the product. So I said, ah, let me buy some stocks from, from Zoom. But then during the pandemic, everybody was talking about virtual, virtual, virtual. I was virtually doing consultations. And then the stocks were going up and I was like, oh my gosh, sister, I bought more stocks. So I got like probably eight stocks. I bought it for 150, nah, 75, went to 150. I got to the point to get to like 400, one stock. So I sold that baby out and I was like, okay, I didn't sell it at that time. I said, I have enough money here to buy a steamer, to buy a magnifying lens, to buy the basics. And the funny thing is I already had a table. I had, because remember, I was working from home years before. So there were a few things that I needed in order for me to perform a full service. So... I borrowed some money, like very, very small money, and I sold the stocks. And I was like, I'm just going to open my own. And at that time, I already kind of knew about sweets. A friend of mine told me about it, but I was very happy at the at rescue spa. And I just like, no, I'm not going to move. I'm going to stay here. But then I was like... After that big wave went down, I heard that this uh, this particular solo salon suites were about to be open in a planned meeting, and I got the information. I got in touch with the manager, and I got the price. And I was like, "Okay, I have the money. Um, I need to borrow a little bit more money to get some some other things, some supplies." But I got it, and my my fiance just looked at me like, 
how are you going to make this happen? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm ready. <laughs> I opened my business October of 2020. Yeah. And at that time, my clients from Rescue, I kept in touch with them via, via social media, via email. And I told them, I'll be here. Please come and see me. And even before I opened my books, I was already like a month booked out because I had a waiting list. Keep in mind, virtual consultations, local people already kind of knew of me and, and also my rescue clients. And then that's how I started my business. And I'm here today <laughs> doing all of this. I probably need to do a part two to finish this story or to continue <laughs> so much to share but anyway all right bonita this is a little bit about me if you're curious let me know you can hit me up you can follow me on instagram viviani itis skin or you can email me at info viviani itis skin wellness.com I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope the, my story inspired you to, to get out of your comfort zone. If I did, you can too. If I did with, uh, without a language, if I did leave in my, the comfortability of my country, my home, my family, you can too. I hope this has touched your heart because it was a little uncomfortable to share but I, I feel good in sharing because that's why I do what I do. I want to educate, inspire, and transform women. They are at that point in their lives, they are looking to redefine who they are. And so that's why I'm sharing this. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. So I guess I'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day. Ciao. All right, Bonita, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Be Bonita podcast. I hope you're leaving our time together feeling more confident. Keep the conversation going and connect with me on Instagram at Skin and on my website at www.VivianeItisSkinWellness.com. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Ciao.